0: To the source wheel podcast uh, I'm your host Charles Royston and my guest today and I have such an affinity and such a love and respect for each other that it's so palpable in this interview um, and yet this guest interviewed by anybody would be endearing and um, they share their history they say share their struggle they share their music And so I hope you enjoy. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Source Wheel Podcast. Um, Tall, I'd like to um, start first um, just grounding with some breaths, before we get into diving into your story, to your thoughts, and to what's on your heart, um, if that's okay.
1: Yes, I love that.
0: Okay, so a deep breath in together. A little pause at the top, and then release. Join us, please, listeners, in. And out. Last one. And release. Ooh, I can just feel the settling. I love that energy. Tall, welcome to the podcast. I know you've been a listener and my friend, and this is the first time I've had you on as a guest. How is it for you?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. I've, I was really honored. I think you invited me, like, last year, and honestly, I was just a little hesitant, a little anxious about it. Um, but I just felt like the call to, I guess have this conversation with you now and um I'm really excited to be here it definitely does feel vulnerable knowing that like I'm going to be sharing about my story and my thoughts and I I do think spirituality is really personal as well um so there's that kind of nervousness associated with that like oh this is vulnerable and something that I haven't done before um I'm really excited And I'm excited to be sharing this experience with you.
0: Well, I, I think already what you've shared is spiritual. The fact that you are listening inside to some sort of guide that the first time I invited you, you weren't ready and Mm. you knew that and you knew that and trusted that that's a relationship that you have with something spiritual such that when it came around, that there was a calling, you felt that too and answered it. And that's a spiritual precept. That's something really powerful and the other thing I relate to in what you shared and I think our listeners relate to as well is the the vulnerability of sharing one's spirituality I certainly can relate to it um, most people that know me would probably describe me as spiritual mm-hmm. but wouldn't be able to describe my spirituality because I don't share in fact I'm I'm the host which means I don't have to share much I do. <laughs> I do, and I try to have these not be interviews, but conversations, so there's a lot of both of us in it, so you're not alone in that risk, in that vulnerability. So I'm already right with you.
1: Thank you, I really appreciate you saying that and willing to, I guess, meet your um, guests where they're at in terms of their vulnerability and authenticity. Um, It's. I really feel like it's like we're journeying together in a way, and I I really appreciate that aspect.
0: Yeah, we're uh, walking on a path through the forest, and at some points it winds this way or that. and It might split and rejoin, but Mm -hmm. we are together. Um, Before we get into your thoughts and feelings and what's on your heart and what's been your story, I'd like to introduce you to my guests, to my listeners. I'm not quite sure how you'd like to be introduced. what would your what would our listeners need to know about you so they have a sense of who's talking
1: hmm what right about (laughs) me? such an interesting question
0: yeah like what what are the important pieces of your identity how do Uh, do you want people to know about you
1: well i okay this might be a weird way of
0: I i like weird
1: myself um But I guess first and foremost, I would just say, like, I'm a human being with (laughs) thoughts and feelings and experiences. Um, I'm someone who is sensitive. Um, I think that's part of what makes me able to, I guess, channel my experiences, my pain, my emotions into like music and art because I am a singer songwriter I play a couple instruments I sing um I think music is a big part of my spirituality so we can definitely Mm. talk about that um but I, I also write poetry a little bit too and um do some visual art um Yeah, I think just like the process of of creating overall and like an artistic way is really important and essential to my being as a human. Um, I would also say that I am uh, Chinese American. Um, It's one of my identities and I guess I've been working on embracing that more because I've honestly like struggled with that particular identity. Um, I'm also, uh, let's see, somebody who's really interested in the mental health field. I had considered going into, you know, mental health, social work as a career, decided against it. Um, But I I still feel connected to the field. You know, a lot of my friends are are in the field. Um, So I guess, that kind of affects my perspective as well. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, I identify as queer. Um, I I guess right now, I would say non-binary and trans. To be honest, like the labels that I've identified with have kind of changed and evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now it's non-binary trans they them um I've I've struggled with like how to label my sexual orientation because I don't identify with being a man or a woman so like it's kind of hard to I don't know label my sexual orientation because I feel like it's kind of dependent on gender
0: it Um. is (laughs) that you're out on the skinny branches
1: yeah so um I, I I guess, like, I do identify as um, being in a same-sex relationship. Um, I used to identify as gay. Um, lesbian never really um, fit because I don't really identify as a woman. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I also wanted to point out that it was important as a process for me to talk about my queerness last because I've had this like really weird relationship this month with pride and like feeling like pride is very I don't know commercialized and it's kind of like a marketing scheme Um, and also just having a lot of like I guess internal conflict around my queerness because I felt like it's taken so much space for me that it hasn't like allowed me to be other things or mm-hmm. especially like around my gender i've i've like really struggled in terms of like navigating coming out on a daily basis things like that um so i it was really important for me to actually talk about the other parts of like who i am and like how i identify first
0: <laughs> yeah right priorities
1: yeah. So I just wanted to mention that that's something that came up for me as I was explaining. Yeah.
0: Wow. What a process. I, it almost felt like you did it, um, you know, from birth to now, <laughs> almost this evolution. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I started out, um, you know, a human and with expression and with joyful, artistic, creative expression. And then all these other things became known to me as parts of significance And, um, I'm interested in all of it as pertains to like, what is, what has been your process of trying to have a relationship with something greater than you, Mm -hmm. right? To me, that's the most simple definition of spirituality is how do we connect to that, which is greater than us, that, which is ineffable, that, which is unreachable and yet present. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's been a long history of religions being homophobic um, yeah. So I know that that's probably going to come up in the story, but I really want you to get to. I want you to be able to lead the way um, and choose the direction that we meander. We're going to meander through the forest <clears throat> together. Um, where would you like to start? You don't have to start at the beginning. You can start anywhere.
1: Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you allowing me to just start wherever feels right for me Um, I I definitely do feel like it is important to talk about a little bit of my history with like religion Um, but that's not where I want to start actually yeah 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 I think what's felt more present for me is that I've been um, I actually was listening to some of your podcasts uh episodes in source wheel the last couple days mainly just so to kind of spark my own reflections and kind of get myself in the mindset of like i guess having this conversation and one thing that i a question that i was thinking about and reflecting about um was how i feel like my queerness and my spirituality are connected um Because I do feel like there is a connection there. So I would like to kind of share some of my thoughts on that as a start point. Please do. Yeah. So um, I guess one thing that came to mind was I think both my spirituality and clearness feel very expansive for me. And it's taken me a long time to get to this point because i've identified as queer since i was 15 now i'm 25 so it's definitely been an evolving journey to say the least um i think both i've really had to come to a point i think of just trying to detach a little bit more from gender um I think that if I didn't detach from gender, then I would, I don't know, just living every day would just feel a lot um, more, I think, discouraging and, like, anxiety-provoking yeah. for me, in a way. Like, even right now, like, I, at my workplace, there's no gender-neutral bathroom, so I have to use the women's bathroom, and it's just kind of this weird experience of cognitive dissonance or dysphoria like well I don't identify as a woman but I was assigned female at birth so I guess I'm going to the women's bathroom yeah being Uh, forced
0: to follow the conventions of the society around you rather than being able to express who you are yeah Uh,
1: so that's I think part of the lived experience I have of like exactly what you said of just not conforming um Mm -hmm. it's feeling like isolated and lonely in that experience um especially since our society is so gendered and i do believe gender socialization is incredibly ingrained from like even before we're born (laughs) pretty much um but i think the way that like something that i've come to understand or like is just something I, I remind myself of, of my body is a vessel for my soul and my soul transcends, like, my body, which means that my soul transcends, like, physical gender or, like, anatomy. Um, yes. I think there's been a lot of peace and really knowing that and just recognizing that. Um, I think I'm. I feel really in touch with my soul and my spirit in a way because I've just decided to detach from this concept of gender, or at least try to detach. Um, so I think that's one way that in which my queerness and spirituality are, are related. Is that that's kind of how I um, f- find peace.
0: Yeah, there's a there's there's a thing that I'm there's two things I want to say in response to what you shared. I love it. I love it. I love it. The first one's kind of quirky and weird and visual. So I think you'll appreciate it. While you were talking, my imaginative, you know, world was churning and I was picturing like a big old gender reveal party where the, where the, where the smoke was purple. and and kind of this in your face you know binary uh both and we're both masculine and feminine get over it you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then the second thing is like there's something so spiritual about the struggle Mm. and what I'm hearing what you're saying is that that's the for you it's the struggle right it's the struggle and this is what I struggle for there's something so um pervasive throughout all spiritual traditions is this idea of some some would call it struggle jihad some would call it mm-hmm. suffering some would call it sacrifice but there's all this element of transcendence um, which is what I hear and what you're saying about how your queerness affects your spirituality is that that's your struggle that's your path that it's hard to walk on sometimes but walk on you must
1: yeah definitely I love how you frame that, like the struggle and the transcendence. I really resonate with that. Um, I I think being queer in my gender identity specifically has been an ongoing struggle and will continue to be an ongoing struggle um, for a lot of reasons. Like, so it's part of the reasons that I I mentioned um, just my everyday experience. Um, Yep. And I mean, I, I do get misgendered on a daily basis. So that that happens. Um, I think the struggle for me and like being non-binary specifically is knowing that I will never pass this the way I internally identify, regardless of whether I chose to, you know, go on testosterone hormone replacement therapy or not. Um, and also like the anti-LGBT, like, Legislation happening in our country is right. incredibly disheartening. Um, so there, there is like a real resistance to like. There's part of me that has a real resistance. To like I don't want to exist as a queer person. Yeah, and that's that's really hard. And at the same time, like holding this duality of my my queerness feels very expansive. And I think there's been so much strength and resilience and courage in my journey of just even allowing myself to be in a way that doesn't conform to standard norms of society like even like small things I guess like not shaving my armpit hair or shopping in the men's clothing section Mm -hmm. like buying boxers for myself like little things like that Um, But I didn't feel comfortable with before, but I feel comfortable with now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just allowing myself to be in whatever way feels authentic and congruent with me, I think has felt very liberating and empowering. And I I do feel the same way about my spirituality because I started off, um, I guess, more with a more religious background and then I kind of I guess rejected that and ventured out and I'm in this like ongoing process of exploration and questioning right now with my spirituality Um, but it's felt really liberating with my spirituality as well to know that I don't have to conform to a specific religion or a group of people and that I can find what resonates with me in terms of connecting with something greater than myself and how that just can look so different for each person, but mm-hmm. like valid. Um, so I guess like the common thread is that there's no wrong way of being. Mm. Is what I've been trying to reinforce in the way that I live.
0: Wow. 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 I mean, you know, some of the (laughs) some of the most powerful religions in the world have come from one person really being able to say um, the way that humanity is going is not right. We need to go within and then come back out again, reborn. You know, we need to go within, find out what the root of our truth is. And it may be different than everybody else's Mm -hmm. and then come back out reborn. I mean, this is Jesus's story, Buddha's story, Guru Nanak. This is so many stories saying, you know, y'all, y'all are getting it wrong. Y'all are on the wrong path. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, coming back down to the basics of there is no wrong path. I wish I remember how you said it. There's no wrong way to be.
1: (laughs) Yeah, wrong. There's no wrong way of being.
0: Uh, I love that. You know, I love that. I'm a cultural <laughs> relativist first, um, but a human relativist and a spiritual relativist, which is why it's so vulnerable to talk about spirituality when it's so personal to us. Because uh-huh. everybody else judges it and compares it. When that's not that's not what helps.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's so interesting because I never really thought about consciously thought about how all these figures you mentioned like jesus buddha they were they really rebelled against the norm too yeah they did and now like there's so many people who follow you know the, are identify within those religions and like that's Really interesting to think
0: about. <laughs> you and I, yeah, you and I have talked about so many things, but I don't know that we've talked about spirituality yet. So I didn't know how much you've studied religions. I don't. This isn't what we've talked about yet. So I'm excited to 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 talk to you about it, to explore these different places, to ultimately come to what's Tall's unique <laughs> expression and experience of spirituality, and how did you come to it? And I'm you know, I'm sure you'll talk about some elements of your story, but I'm I'm curious about the influences on you. Yeah. You know, like w- who stood out to you as spiritual in the way that you are and want to be and therefore became kind of a maybe an, uh, an unofficial mentor for you. Like, I'm curious about those kind of things. I have many people that stand out in my story that I'm like, I I, I like how they're doing it. I don't like how they're doing it. I like how, and that kind of helped me find the edges of the path. Um, Yeah. So I'm curious about yours.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I still have a lot to learn about spirituality, and I'm definitely really interested in exploring more about, just learning more about different religions, because it's so interesting. Um, But I guess, wow, I think I should start with the fact that... um, my family is not very religious, so it's not something that I grew up with. Really, um, my actually, I think most a lot of people in my family are identify as atheist. Well, um,
0: let's just put some historical context here. <laughs> yeah, the the Chinese uh, government outlawed religion for how many years?
1: And I, I know they like during the Cultural Revolution, which I think was nineteen. 67 to 1977.
0: Yeah, that uh, sounds about right. Yeah,
1: there was a period where basically, like, a lot of temples and you know, religious and cultural, like, books, and things like that got destroyed. Um, because the Chinese government was trying to enforce, which was communist at the time, trying to enforce like their ideology on everyone. And right. like, I've even heard stories about how um like people in my family would have to like turn the radio on so low to try to even listen to like English Christmas songs um because that was banned and could like get in serious trouble for listening to the radio
0: yeah so if like, i'm doing yeah. the math right this is your grandparents and great grandparents that are going through that
1: Yes, my grandparents were really... They went through that. They were really affected by that. Yeah. So, like, a lot of, you know, ancient history, like, architecture, um, books, things that preserved and honored different, like, cultural elements Mm -hmm. were destroyed or banned. So, like, my my parents were alive during this. They were really young. Um, But they weren't really, like, introduced to religion because of that yeah so that was a-
0: as a way to protect themselves yeah their yeah. parents raised them to be atheist or at least right yeah
1: yeah so it's really interesting because i think like i know a lot of people who grew up with religion that wasn't my experience um i actually uh so my mom later in life like in her 40s like discovered christianity And now she goes to a non denominational uh, Christian church and she was baptized a number of years ago. This was like in her 40s. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And um, for me, I actually discovered a non denominational church in China. Um, It was like all English speaking, um, people like very international, people from different parts of the world came. Um, a lot of like expats, um, because I went to international school in Mm -hmm. China. Um, So this was like in my middle school years, because I had some friends who were Christian and, um, kind of were talking to me about their religion and their faith, and I decided to give it a shot when I was in middle school. So I went to this church, and I I really got into it actually i uh i was really st- i started struggling a lot with my mental health um and there were not a lot of i didn't really feel like there was a lot of resources for me I think especially living in china um they just don't have a lot of mental health awareness or just the way that they treat mental health is extremely different than in the u.s yes. um, And I just also was pretty young. I was like 12, 13, 14. And um, I just felt very isolated, I guess, in my experience of struggling with like depression um, and didn't really know what was happening. We just knew that there's something different going on with me, felt like something was wrong with me compared to... Like looking, seeing my other peers who didn't seem to be struggling with what I was struggling with. Um, so, and
0: Chinese Chinese culture is very conformist, very right, H- homonormative.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is. Um, <clears throat> and so I I guess I just like was just looking to find resources or just something that would make. Bring me a sense of, I think, community, comfort, and peace. Um, so I went to this non-denominational Christian church that a lot of my friends went to, and honestly, like I really felt connected. And I, I think there is something really beautiful about religious communities of being able to, you know, worship together um sit together together. sing together and then yeah have those like connections like before and after the service um and i became involved with like youth group there made friends most of my friends ended up also like part of the non-non the church that i was involved with and it gave me a lot of hope I think there is something really comforting about believing that there is a divine being that's looking out for you, that has your back, and is is there for you. And um, I think it was also comforting to have other people pray for me. I've always found that really, um, I guess, special and. And meaningful even though I don't really subscribe to a religion right now I think even when people have who are Christian or who are religious have said that like they're praying for me it, it still means a lot so basically there is a lot of benefits that I, I gained from being involved with the church I do think it was a way that I healthy way that I tried to cope with my depression um so, yeah, I'm just going to.
0: Well, I, I, can, <laughs> I can jump in and say I also was a big part of youth group and mm-hmm. was a big part of the same things. I used to go every Sunday to church, every Wednesday night to fellowship group, my youth fellowship group. Um, so much joy and so much hope and so much community and so much connection that I thought I wanted to be a youth pastor. So I really relate to you in finding the immense value mm-hmm. in doing something like that in community.
1: Yeah, definitely. yeah.
0: I didn't know that about you.
1: Yeah, that's cool. We can both relate. Um, I guess it's not something I really talk about too much because um, the next part of the story is 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 tough. Um, sure. I just, yeah. I guess what changed was so I was involved with for a few years in middle school. and what changed was that I realized that I like girls. <laughs> um, and like I originally thought I was bisexual, then I realized I'm gay. Um but i I didn't really know how christianity and like the bible and i guess a lot of people part of the christian faith um viewed homosexuality so i i don't know i was like sharing pretty openly i guess with like my friends and stuff because i didn't have that knowledge um and i just remember like one time in my youth group uh, our pastor decided to clarify the beliefs or his beliefs about homosexuality, but he kind of framed it as in, like, this is just like the way Christianity views it as a wow. whole. And then um, I, like, he just, I just will always remember this of him saying, that he has a gay friend, but didn't go to his gay friend's wedding, because, in his words, homosexuality is an abomination. Um, and that was just gut wrenching wow. to hear. <laughs> yeah, because oh, I, I'm feeling
0: a little bit of that gut wrench right now. Yeah. Using using the power and authority vested in him by the church to espouse such the opposite of what jesus represented inclusion inclusivity and love and to say that especially to a young person who's just exploring and and coming out for themselves ah tall i'm so sorry that you had that experience
1: thank you i i really appreciate your empathy and voicing that um I think like what I'm noticing is that just a tendency to like want to like just say like all the facts of my story and not really sit with like the fact that it it still brings up discomfort for me you know yeah like that it's like my my heart still hurts thinking about that and
0: of course it does. Of course it does, and of course it ties into how your queerness and your spirituality are forever linked and bonded, and and a struggle. Yeah, seems like it. That was it. That was an inception moment.
1: Yeah, I just I felt utterly shattered because I just I felt really betrayed too. Like, yes, just felt that here is this community that preaches like love, and you know. I guess transcendence transcendence and it's like they that's like I guess what like I don't know I don't even know like I just felt like it completely like changed how I felt it completely changed like I I just didn't feel safe emotionally anymore because I was really struggling with self-acceptance I mean I think you and I have talked about how like coming out is definitely such a process because you have to like come out to yourself first if you're queer and then yeah. slowly come out to the people around you and it's like also never ending because so you have to keep coming out throughout your life. Yeah. Um, and I was really struggling with like I didn't know a lot of queer people, especially in China. Um, I felt. Again, very isolated in my experience which which has been a theme of my life <laughs> um and i it also like coming from the culture I come from, it's a very traditional it's a very like heteronormative and um so I felt it was hard for me to accept the fact that um my my experience was just very different from everyone in my family that I saw um. Yeah and there's a lot of shame. So I think like in that moment, I really like internalized this word abomination. And then in my mind, it was, I'm the abomination. Yeah.
0: Wow. What's coming up for you when you you give it space
1: um, my chest definitely feels tight, and yeah, yeah, there's some like tears in my eyes, mine too, yeah, it's um i I think that i I appreciate you allowing for the spaciousness though because um I, I think it's important to honor and make space for my my pain and the wounds that i i still feel like are are there or exist
0: um yeah i i really hear it as two wounds you know it's like they they gave you a knife and then you took it on you took it in you know and made it another wound by by believing it right and and you did that because you were vulnerable and they had authority yeah and that's so it's like it's two wounds one wound from without you know and then and then the wounding from within by the you like you lived into that story and took it on and you were innocent you know it's not your fault and yet now you're you know of course rightfully distrustful of authority because <laughs> of the impact it can have on vulnerable populations i mean this is this is not a new story even though in 2022 it seems to be what people are you know trying to get woke about but this is ongoing
1: yeah definitely which mm. it's interesting cuz it's like i'm talking about my personal struggle as an individual yeah and it's also such a collective struggle at the same time
0: which is why it's so ironic that you feel so alone in it <laughs> you know yeah but I know that you do I've known you and I know that you do and I know that it's a it's a core family wound experience right because you you were you were the only queer person in your small family so of course everybody else around you felt heteronormative and uh. yeah. So no wonder the wound stuck.
1: Yeah, so I I just didn't go back after that point um, because I was like...
0: Sure. Unwelcome.
1: Didn't feel welcome. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think about how, like, how in an instant just uh, everything changed for me in terms of, like, my perception and the way that I felt about the community um, I, I, did feel a sense of profound loss. Yeah. Just, it's your, I was walking away from, you know, an entire community that I felt like I belonged to.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm staying with this forest metaphor. You and I are walking through the forest <laughs> and, you know, every once in a while there's mile markers and signs and the signs point towards self-acceptance. And that's what you were looking for. And you thought you'd found it here, but it's like, nope. nope okay so stop going that direction now turn another direction now where can i find it maybe i can find it in social work it's like oh gosh i don't know (laughs) you know maybe there's too much of a personal cost in putting myself out there oh i don't know right and i think that's one of the reasons you and i bonded is because of my um full and total acceptance of you exactly how you were Yeah. And exactly how you weren't with no expectations. And and I I remember seeing your face um, (laughs) when you you kind of were present to it, to being in the presence of my full acceptance. And you were just like, wow, (laughs) you know, and it's like and I get that that's the goal for for all of us, really, is to find that 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 acceptance, that sense of we truly are or as you said, there's no wrong way of being yeah i want more of that in the world
1: (laughs) yeah i just remember when i you know talked to you the first time in your office hours i just remember being really pleasantly surprised by the resonance of Mm -hmm. like the instant click um because i just was like what am i gonna have in common with this guy (laughs) (laughs) Well, But that's what it is. It's like,
0: like, I love the way you introduced yourself because it was this both and non-binary introduction of yourself. (laughs) You know, I asked you, what do we need to know about you? And you're like, you know what, I'm not going to give you a short answer because there's so much to me. I'm this, I'm this, I'm also this, I'm this and this, and I'm all these things. And, you know, you painted this kind of layered um, (laughs) identity and that really does capture and, um, and I just, I connect to you at that human level. And the more I talk to you now, I see that we had, um, a strong connection to a spiritual community young, but then we had disenfranchisement. Mm-hmm. Mine was, mine was not because of anybody in the church disappointing me. Actually, I had, I had really great mentors and I thought my mother's a minister and she's, she's one of those Christian ministers who does not, uh, abuse the authority of it in fact Mm -hmm. she's been kind of a low-key feminist in the in her ministry and i've always loved that about her but it was my own trauma Mm
1: -hmm. my
0: own tragic accident that made me question my faith and made me question whether god was really like you'd said this loving presence looking out for me oh my god Mm. that that broke for me yeah and then i went into a very dark place too you know, and I, I, I resonate with you in that craving for a, a loving presence looking out for me. And so I try yeah. to be that in the world. Oh my God, I'm crying. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I really, I can really connect to you in so many ways, you know, so many times in which I've felt like, well, maybe I'm queer too. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm living this cishet life, I don't feel normative in many ways.
1: But then- I'm not going <laughs> to
0: I'm just going to keep being me and being weird and loving people. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Thank, you, thank for- you for
0: Thank you for letting me hold space with you in this such yeah. a such a intense private <laughs> uh thing that you're carrying. I feel like I got connected to my own and i imagine now i'm thinking about our listeners maybe they're connecting to their Mm. own you know deep wounds that are very private and very hard to share with others and in a way very sacred yeah yeah
1: yeah for sure well Mm. thank you for for sharing and being vulnerable as well i thought it was really it really resonated when you said um you try to be like a loving pres or have a loving presence and just be loving and you try to embody that. Um, this it was, it was powerful to hear.
0: Yeah. I, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian or a Buddhist or a Muslim. You know, I, I, I get the principles of it, um, in my walking, waking life. And I try to live true to that.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess um, I can kind of talk about fast forward. like how Thank I'm... you, because
0: I feel useless as an <laughs> interview
1: host right now. Please take us
0: somewhere else. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> um, I, so I guess I, I want to fast forward and talk, which I have talked to you about before um, a little bit, but can go more in depth. I, I think um so there's a couple years where I kind of felt disconnected to religion and spirituality overall um and I it was a a couple years ago when I was still a student at Cal State Fullerton I was like really struggling with my health because I've struggled with my mental health like for many years and kind of gone through many cycles of depression and things like that but um I started having chronic migraines which I know you know about because I would always have my peppermint essential oil (laughs) um and there was a woman who was like a friend of my my mom's friend and she felt she she reached out and she said that she felt called to work with me because I guess like my mom had talked to her about some of my struggles with like health and mental health. And um, she believed that she could, um, I guess, hear the vibration and the, the frequency of like every living thing in the world.
0: Clear audience.
1: Yeah. And uh, she was actually uh, raised Mormon and then Later on, uh, or yeah, later on, kind of discovered that she had this gift, and she was trained in classical piano. So basically, she would um, tune in to the vibration and fre- frequency of something, like it could be something literally like rain or lavender, and then play it on the piano mm. um, to. Mimic like what she was hearing, basically, and tuning into. And at first, when I talked to her, I was like, "This, this is a little out there. <laughs> like, I don't know what I've never heard of this. What the heck?" um But I, I, I just continued talking with her, and she said she felt called to work with me, and she doesn't like work with people that she doesn't feel called to, because apparently uh-huh. some people have asked to work with her. And, um, she has to feel that like connection and that that calling um, but she she has worked with a lot of people who've struggled with mental health or had like chronic illnesses and really believed in the healing power of like music or resonance I think is what she she's used um and so i I started working with her I started I remember for one exercise she had me write like all the negative thoughts I had about myself in a week in like a black book and then um that was a really intense exercise to go through I bet by the way. yeah um because it was there's was a lot of stuff that came up for me and she basically tuned in like I never showed her this I don't think I ever showed her what I wrote but she was able to have a sense and like tune into like this negative energy um that i was experiencing and uh she then um like just a couple months after talking to her and getting to know her she sent me my a sound that she had created specifically for me which was like the sound and the resonance of my energy field so it wasn't like my soul core sound but it was like kind of the I guess I I view it as like the gunk that was like surrounding me and blocking me in a way and um, it's like a seven minute piano recording she said that she went into this like deep meditative state recorded it and then sent it to me and like the first time I, I listened to it, like, it was definitely a really trippy experience because I had a lot of flashbacks of memories, um, especially, like, with my family of origin because um, mm-hmm. I, I really struggled as a teenager. Parents, like, you know, eventually got divorced and just a lot of, like, struggle around my, my family of origin, um, disconnection like, fighting, stuff like that. Um, So I had a lot of memories and flashbacks to, like, different periods of my life where I had actually had strong moments of connection with my different people in my family of origin, like, different childhood friends and stuff. And um, I just, like, started crying, like, so much listening to this. Which is pretty significant to me because I've really struggled with, I guess, connecting with my emotions and allowing uh-huh. myself to cry, which I know <laughs> you know. Um, uh-huh. So just to be able to really connect with my emotions and kind of move through these, these memories, um, it, was, it was definitely like a trippy experience for me. And I started listening to this sound that she had created for me like anytime I felt like this built up of emotion that I needed to release and it Mm -hmm. became very effective for me to use as like a resource um so I guess like I tell that story because it really opened my mind to like okay there's like just a lot of stuff that I can't even comprehend and I was a little skeptical initially but um it just, I don't know. I just feel like there was something really powerful there. She was able to tune into. Um,
0: yeah. She opened you up to the transcendent function is <laughs> yeah. what they call it. In the union analysis, you know, this, mm-hmm. this, you know, and, and there's this uh, researcher at U of I, I always forget his name, but he's researching awe, A-W-E, literally wow. <laughs> the experience of awe and how it can, it can be a catalyst for transformation because we can get into these ruts of thinking that we know it all and we think i mean gosh the enlightenment era for 400 years promoted this idea that knowing was more important than being and knowing was more important than you know than anything so we've got this strong messaging that knowing is important and being is not and yet being is important it's where awe and wonder and you say a trippy experience um that's what altered states of, of consciousness are all about
1: mm-hmm.
0: is and that's why they call it a trip is because you're going from a you know 3d uh awareness right state of consciousness uh, perceptual reality and then being able to shift that not just mood shift, not just mood state shift, but, you know, perception state shift. That stuff is the, that's the stuff of the sacred. That's the stuff of the, of the spiritual. And that puts us in touch with that there's more than us in the world. Right. So, you know, you, you're saying it's a trippy experience, but it literally, I mean, literally what an awakening this, this, I love that you're sharing these stories. Cause there's this anchor of this moment of, uh, being called an abomination yeah right and then of course the 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 dark ages and then this moment you're sharing seems like a, a moment of enlightenment a moment of awakening a moment of returning reclaiming uh and beginning so what a powerful gift this woman gave you from this like you said trippy weird thing that happened <laughs> wow yeah. i want that for everybody
1: yeah it it definitely I like how you just like described it as an awakening because that's definitely a fitting term for it um it was also a very um humbling experience because as you said I was like oh my gosh like this there's so much <laughs> that I like don't know yeah like what is happening yeah um and yeah I, I guess like with spirituality I feel like um Right now I just I have a lot of questions. Good. Like, I think I have more questions than <laughs> answers for myself.
0: Good. you that, that means you're yeah. doing it right. This guy who called you an abomination, that guy had too many answers and not enough questions.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I think it really just opened yeah, just it really I think it's transformed my perspective having this experience that like um I don't know. There's just there's so much there's so much that's possible. Amen. Um and I, I think like right now where I am with my spirituality is that I I think I want to lean more into I'm I'm actively trying to lean more into like this curiosity and this mindset of like what's possible. Yes. Um and wanting wanting just wanting to or craving to feel more internal peace i mean which i think we all need because there's so much going on in the world yes um and yeah i guess like that's where i'm at with my spirituality and i i I also like i feel like first for my mind i think exploring my spirituality deepening my spirituality it helps me improve my relationship with myself which in turn affects the way that i relate to other people um and like kind of fast forward to now after like having that experience and some other experiences as well it's like um i think that's like the way that i i kind of view spirituality has really broadened um like even right now i've uh been exploring like sound so like i bought a crystal um singing bowl oh wonderful <laughs> and it's it's like a very meditative and mindful experience too yes i've realized that um for me i think being able to play music create music sing share my music with other people it's It is, like, very linked to my spirituality because I do feel like um, when I'm creating music, I, like, kind of enter this flow state Uh of, um, like, just complete, like, openness and fluidity. And it, it does feel like I'm connecting to something greater than myself beyond myself um because I just kind of feel like I'm a channel or like a a vessel for for a greater message because the way I create it's like very fast um I I tend to write a song like or at least my rough draft of a song like within an hour um so it's definitely like a very flow state um and it's just, I think it's, it's really like energizing for me. I don't like, it's hard to describe, but it really energizes me and excites me. And um, I just, I feel really connected to myself. I also feel connected to greater than myself. And I, I love it when I get to share my music with people, because that's also, that also makes me feel connected to, I think, spirit or source and like a different way of like um because i i'm someone who really struggles with confidence and like self-worth but i think when i like sing when I, especially when i perform my own material my own music i i just feel fearless <laughs> yes yeah, there's a lot of anxiety leading up to it sometimes but like once i start um i just feel like yeah invincible fearless like this is like the best version of who i am this is the most comfortable i am in my voice and my my being and like it's just it's such a connecting experience i think being able to see other people's reactions and <laughs> <laughs> like I think when they feel moved or inspired and I can like see that it really inspires me so it's just like this really powerful energy exchange um yeah and it's like for example like I know you've seen me like make eye contact with people when I sing um which I really struggle to do like when I'm not performing yeah so I guess in that way like and it just, it, it honestly makes me feel like happy just even talking about it. <laughs> so. I've
0: been, I've been on the receiving end of this exact thing you're talking about and I can't even look back at you through the tears that are pouring <laughs> out of my eyes because I'm so moved by what you're sharing. And yet you're just like, you, you are the most centered and grounded I ever experience you when you're performing and performing your own music. And so, um, Kind of curious what you've prepared to share with us today. So I'm so happy that you're gonna bless our Source Wheel audience with some music.
1: Yeah. Let's see. I I wasn't sure what I was gonna perform, but I'm actually gonna perform one of the first songs I ever wrote. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, let the let the moment dictate. Let the moment yeah. tell. Okay. I love it.
1: Yeah, I'll just start singing. Um can you hear that? Absolutely. This song is called um, Time to Start Living Again. Wow. Sometimes we forget who we are, like a star forgets its position. In the sky, we hide our souls So they're in places hard to find We stumble through the trials of life As we leave our hearts behind Don't be scared, you'll find your way Harness the light resuscitated from the grave of the darkness When you're going on with life But you really feel dead on the inside And you call the hollow shell Your body is entrapped in your true self It's time to start living again sometimes we lose sight of all the light we surrender to the darkness of Satan and his lies we're breathing and we're sleeping but our heart barely beaten cause we've forgotten how to feel anything at all don't be scared you'll find your way harness the light resuscitated from the grave of the darkness when you're going on with life but you really feel Dead on the inside and you call a hollow show your body is entrapped in your true self. It's time to start living again. It's time to start living again. Uh. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh yes oh can I please include the lyrics in the show notes
1: yeah I will uh, I'll send that to you after. and
0: if you've got a recording on um, Bandcamp um for that one I'm sure uh, I'm sure people will enjoy that oh my goodness
1: I gotta re-record a new version because my, my only version is from like many years ago um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I actually, that's was one of my first songs I ever wrote.
0: Wow. Thank you yeah. for gifting us with that and gifting me with your friendship in my life. It's such a gift.
1: Yeah. Thank you for allowing me <laughs> to share and always, I guess, welcoming all forms of my being.
0: Yes. Whether
1: that's a song or me bringing up something really random. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, it definitely felt really special to share, I think, especially since I was like talking about my story and like, I think it's just a way of honoring um, my, my origins also as like a songwriter, because I've really polished my craft and, you know, grown a lot as a songwriter, as a singer. Um, The past 10 years, probably wrote that song when I was like 15 or 16, um, and yeah, I, I think like the, it's time to start living again is significant because um, for me, I realized it was like I was writing um, to myself. You know, it's like you, it's you are capable and it's always possible to reconnect with your joy and your sense of purpose, even if you feel really disconnected to that.
0: Um, yeah, there's so much darkness and hope <laughs> wrestling in the song you know it's so powerful yeah and wrestling in you that's just that you're always (laughs) wrestling with you know am i gonna am i gonna live again into this hope and hopefulness or am i gonna get sucked in by you know the darkness it's powerful
1: thank you thank you yeah
0: so good um it feels like a pretty good place to rap i mean and i'm not rushing to finish with you i just want to also always produce you know not bite-sized but meal (laughs) meal meal-sized uh episodes for my audience um but it also feels like you know from your introduction every all the elements of who you are and what's important to you and how you want to be known in the world seem to be really well represented in how this conversation is ambled through the forest yeah is there any, if you just think for a moment, is there anything you think we haven't covered? Anything else you were hoping we'd get to?
1: I guess what's coming to mind is that we have a lot of internal resources and I think yes. we do have, you know, our inner truth and it's something that I'm learning to tap into more for myself. Um, and I do I do agree that I it, found it's really tied to my um, success, not not like monetary success, yeah. but more like it just really affects the way I think I navigate and move through the world. And I think it's like when I can honor my own like inner knowing or intuition, whatever, um, then I and honor those boundaries of like yeah. when to say yes and no it's like i i honor source too mm. i'm so
0: amen may we all <laughs> get better at fine-tuning that relationship well um i think we've wrapped this up really well um,
1: yeah
0: i would agree i obviously I've, i feel like i've gushed and said thank you to you for who you are <laughs> i don't know if i need to do that much more but um, yeah. on, on behalf of the Listeners, um, thank you for taking time out for, you know, setting yourself up so that you can really show up here today for yourself, which is a way of showing up for others. And Mm -hmm. I know that people listening to this are going to have value. So I know that they would want to say thank you. So on behalf of them, thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank you as well. I really enjoyed this, this time. Together this journey through the forest, as you said, and I'm grateful to the listeners too for for taking the time to tune in and, and listen. Appreciate it.
0: All right. That was our episode. Thank you for joining us. I know you enjoyed that. You wouldn't still be here listening if you didn't. Thank you for the kind of person who tunes into what the Source Wheel is all about, which is spirituality in all the ways it's experienced and expressed in this modern world um i hope it's going well for you um please let us know how we're doing if you're liking this then you can leave us messages or you could um, even leave us a review on whichever platform you get your podcasts thanks so much for your support and encouragement take good care